0: We are Power Crystals. Conversations with Jason Perez and Leah Garza. Getting cute. Critical. And and metaphysical. metaphysical.
1: talk a little bit about this special time of year because we're in the middle of the holiday season right now and a lot of things come up for us and especially for our clients and you know folks that are trying to navigate this really difficult time Mm -hmm. we want to share a little bit about our backgrounds and our traditions and our practices during this time but we also want to introduce you to some very special people.
0: Yeah, our friends and family at Mostly Angels, um, they wanted to introduce themselves, tell you a little bit about what they do, and then share some uh, practices or stories um, about how they take care of themselves or just sweet things they like to do during this time of year.
1: Yeah, exactly. And Mostly Angels, for me, is like my home base when it comes Mm -hmm. to my spiritual practice, my spiritual self, and now also my, like, decolonial political self, too. Um, but it is definitely an important crew and an important space for me to be a part of, yeah.
0: Yeah, same. I'm literally always there. Yeah, I even know. Even when I don't have to be. Me too. <laughs>
1: and I don't feel bad about it because it's that kind of place where it's, it's... Yes, it's a job, but it's also... It really is a home
0: yeah I feel so comfortable there like I do
1: too
0: it there have been times where I'm really going through it and I just go to work yeah (laughs) just sit around and yeah I don't know because like really cool people come in and like you're learning from them and like hearing about what they're doing and I don't know it's just a cool spot it's
1: definitely a community space too because so many people who are going through their own things come there for a little bit of relief or guidance like, there's a person that came in the other day who had just had... Went through something and, you know, wanted to know... I just wanted to come in here so that I could calm down. hmm
0: And it mm-hmm. has... It
1: has that effect on people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I feel that on yeah. myself.
1: Yeah. And just the community of the people that work there, we've all been like very intimately involved in supporting each other when we go Mm -hmm. through difficult times
0: yeah that is definitely the emergency response team of my life
1: absolutely yeah
0: and like everyone has been like the really strong person Mm -hmm. and then the person to fall apart
1: yeah totally yeah and we've had like Clients become staff people, mm-hmm. become friends. It's like really a fluid space, but it's also a pretty well bounded space,
0: too. Yes. Yeah. That's super important. Yeah. I love and it. And part too. of our own, like, self-care.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, Jason, what are the holidays like for you? Um. Like, be real. <laughs>
0: they're depressing yeah my family is not joyful during the holidays yeah they're sad and haunted by how things used to be when they were younger um so i think there's my family there's a lot of love in between people but it's just so many things have happened like living in south central and like people dying getting murdered and it's yeah this time of family and you start just remembering all of these things and yeah remembering these past great things. Yeah. So it's heavy.
1: Yeah. Heavy. Yeah. Have you created like the holidays for yourself separate from your family?
0: No, no. I'm yeah. one of those people who was like, I hate this. Oh really? So, but one specific holiday, I think it was Christmas. I was living in Long Beach, and that day I woke up a totally different person. I felt so relaxed and energized and joyful. And my face looked different, like my eyes were so rested, my it just like refreshed. And I go home to my mom's house, and she's like, you look good, like what are you doing? And I have never felt as good as that day again.
1: Did you happen to have been visited by three spirits the night before? (laughs) Did you wake up and go out on your balcony and say, You there! Fetch me a goose!
0: (laughs) I came down from my mountain lair to visit the Who people. Um, So you're you're somewhere
1: somewhere between the Grinch and Scrooge.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Both icons. (laughs) Both icons. Um... (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm not, like, a scourgy grinchy person on the holidays, but it's just depressing. Yeah. And so I, what, I'll try to be happy, but that's not my gig. Yeah. I'm not good at that. Um, but what's, hap- what helps is children. So our youngest cousin, we kind of um, circle the whole bit around her. Like,
1: up, energy suck her to, no. to like feed off of her like, joy she, no
0: she's bored out of her mind oh. and she's like Ugh. so we started playing games and like yeah she introduced like secret santa and like she organizes it and her whole project for oh, the year that's awesome um for the year for, <laughs> she just looks forward to it so she'll like get bingo games from like the 99 cent store mm. or just little things to entertain her but she's older now
1: yeah how old is she
0: she's like 13 14 oh so she's not like 25 though she's still no but she's not having it yeah <laughs> sometimes she's
1: yeah do you do anything ritually or spiritually or ceremonially for yourself this time of year to take care of yourself?
0: Um, what have I done? I mean, yeah, nothing like a constant thing. Just different. Whatever is needed. Yeah. Um, I do like going to the beach around this time of year because it's so cold. Yeah. And too. that's, for whatever reason, that coldness is very grounding. Yeah. I and, agree. And, um, um, usually I just walk around. My friends in cute scarves and jackets. Mm. Enough about me. What about you, Lyd? <laughs> what do you like to do?
1: Well I'm definitely a sucker for the for the holidays. You I are? <laughs> love Christmas. Love Christmas. Like it starts for me that first chill of in the wind in September. And, like, a leaf will just blow past you. And then I hear the theme of Harry Potter just blowing in the wind. And then I instantly have to go get something pumpkin spiced. And I love it. And you can have all the rhetoric about how basic that is, and I will get... I'll double down on basic for the holidays. Yeah.
0: she's so going to put on another scarf. And I'm going like to put. her bigger yeah, hat. Yeah.
1: I'm going to. I basically. Pumpkin
0: spice gum I'm going to
1: just like morph into Mrs. Claus by. <laughs> the, Mrs.
2: Claus.
1: Yeah. Because she got to wear the skirt. You know the dress. And the bonnet. Yeah. But I. I really love fall. It feels like. It's really hard in, in LA. Because. You know. It'll be like. You know. 90 degrees. And it's. You're trying to have like a cold moment and it's 90 degrees.
0: See, my mother, she was never satisfied. She's like, why the hell is it so hot? Yeah. On Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. Like, girl, you're not getting snow. So give it up. Every year, same thing.
1: When I was a kid, we used to barbecue our turkey. Really? And and, like smoke it. I like. It's delicious, but it's like you can only do that if it's like a million degrees outside. Yeah. You can't. Because when I lived in Boston, I. We were, like, housebound for, like, a week at a time. It was wild. But I love Christmas. That being said, my family has gone through massive depression at Christmas, too. Mm -hmm. And it's really difficult because I'm the only one that wants to be in the mood. Be merry. And part of it is, like, I know that if we... Like, since my dad died and since, like, my mom and sister have had a hard time at the holidays and then there's just me and my boyfriend doesn't really give a shit about any holiday (laughs) or anything like that, if I let go of it, then it's, like, all the traditions are gone. Yes. And that makes me sadder than anything. So even if I have to, like, do it alone, I'll do it alone because then at least the, like, the flame stays lit mm-hmm. and I just can't bear to let it go out completely. Yeah. It's too. Yeah.
0: I mean, I feel like that happened with my family. Like I think after their mother died, my grandmother, everything died with her. Yeah. Like no one kept doing the things she did. Yeah. So yeah. What were some of the know. things she did? I have no idea. Oh <laughs> really? Because didn't she do died them. before you. I before. was like a baby, like three years old. Yeah, Yeah. Um, but they, like, talk about it, like, she do these yeah. huge dinners all the time, like, yeah. every Sunday. And just people would always be, like, in and out her house, and she'd yeah. be, like, showing off her new shit. Um.
1: She a big mama.
0: She, she was, like, that type of yeah. person.
1: Oh yeah, that was my dad, too. My dad would do insane decorations yep like every year we went on a quest for a bigger and bigger wreath until we finally got like a six foot diameter wreath (laughs) to put on the garage door wow it was i mean it was yeah like he wanted like we it starts with the cleaning because he had a Mm -hmm. lot of like trauma around cleanliness so it starts with cleaning the whole house and then it goes into decoration mode and Honestly, I don't love to clean, but the whole process, because it's kind of, like, ritual... Yeah. Felt good and fun. hmm And, like, pulling down all of the old Christmas stuff and looking at, you know, decorations and things that my mom had held on to from, like, you know, when she was, you know, first, I don't know, on her own. Mm-hmm. And just having so much... There's just so much history. And, like... I always think about how futile it is to decorate a tree because it's like, you get it maybe two weeks before Christmas, you leave it up. I mean, we've left some single mom Christmas trees up single mom. way into oh the God. following year. <laughs> but I mean, like if you're being healthy, then you leave it up. You leave it up for, um, you know, a week after, take it down at Christmas. At, after New Year's or whatever yeah um so it's like stupid you just have this tree that someone cut that probably took 20 years to grow mm. for two or three weeks in your house you decorated a bunch of crap then you have to put all the crap carefully back in its little packages
0: then it takes up a hell of space it takes in up your so much house space house garage
1: yeah exactly and you only touch it this one time a year but then when you don't do it it feels awful yeah. If just like
0: I remember when my mom was like we're not going to get real trees anymore yeah. and she got this ugly skinny tree like yeah, a fake one. A pencil tree. And I was like It's a style. You ruined it. I have this one. Is over.
1: I felt the same way too, but then as I became more in conscious awareness of trees
0: <laughs> Yeah,
1: I started to reject the idea of buying a fresh tree, mm-hmm. even though I love the way they smell and.
0: Yeah, my dad would plant his in his yard. Do they grow? Yeah. Oh man. So he has like, or used to have at least five.
1: Wow. That's incredible.
0: Yeah, I mean they don't. They don't. I mean they grow really slow. Yeah. So none of them are huge. Yeah. Maybe like five feet. They grow six really feet tall. slow. Mm-hmm.
1: And. Th- that's the other thing so here in LA if you're in LA you can go to the Americana which is a mall in Glendale that is set up to look like a city street
0: <laughs> it has like
1: a little train that goes through it and and every year they put up a gigantic Christmas tree and they decorate it they decorate the whole mall like in Christmas stuff They're, they pipe in Christmas music yeah. it's kind of fun but and we, we will go and just walk around because it's like cute and free. <laughs> um, but a couple of years ago we went and the Christmas tree that they had was 80 feet tall. So it was eight stories, eight stories high. It was gigantic. It was real? It was real. Yeah. That can't be right. Maybe 35 feet. I don't know. Anyway, it was 200 years old. The tree was 200 years old and I saw that and I read it and I just cried because it's like an elder. Yeah. Dead. Just, and no one cared. No one looked at it. People are just walking around shopping and which is fine. But I was just like, wow, I've been asleep to this. So my whole life. Yeah. Of what we do. I don't know.
0: It's very symbolic for the whole bit.
1: Yeah. But then also, I don't. If we are acknowledging the agency of the tree,
0: the tree wanted that?
1: Then we need to acknowledge that the tree at least had some part in it. hmm. Whether it wanted it or not, it's in relationship to the person that cut it down and purchased it and however it was transported there on like a big rig or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That still sucks, though.
1: Yeah. It really, it really is sad. But, yeah, I mm. I think in the these last few years, well, like, when people talk about, like, you know, the consciousness expansion since 2016, I see that play out in so many different ways. And one of those ways is that, my family has been happier in the last couple of years. Mm. And I think it's because consciousness expansion allows you to like, let go of some very limiting beliefs. Yeah. And so a lot of the stuff that may is depressing around Christmas is about money and not having enough money. Yeah. And I think like, of course, like we don't have a ton of money suddenly, but like that rigidity around money is kind of loosened up in my family and we're able to like enjoy the time a little bit more. Mm. So that's been Important, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you guys do anything traditional like food or anything?
0: Um, I mean, they make the same stuff. My auntie always cooks and she insists on cooking alone. Oh, so she'll wake up at like four in the morning uh-huh. and start doing things, it takes like three days. She loves to do it She loves it Exactly She loves holidays Aww. Her favorite holidays are The most decorative ones
3: Yeah
0: Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day. For whatever reason She loves a St. Patrick's Day yeah. Because she loves the novelty of green foods oh, Yes <laughs> I love that She cannot wait to make a, a green cake for some oh, reason Oh I love that <laughs> it's And really probably funny. Halloween um, Halloween not so much I think because she's like focusing on.
1: She's already in like end of Thanksgiving, the year. Christmas mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, what about New Year's Eve? What do you do? Uh, I personally don't enjoy that holiday. Uh, if it I, is a holiday.
1: I don't. I my New Year's Eves have changed a lot over the years. Yeah. I. I think like again going back to like this consciousness expansion. I've really let go in this last couple of years of like the, the devastation that we used to feel of like, Oh, this is the end of the year and I've done nothing or, yeah. you know, Oh, another year done. What, what have I, t- what do I have to show for myself? Mm-hmm. I've really let go of that. So the weight of new year's Eve has kind of dissipated for me.
0: Yeah. I took the I weight off when of. I was like, my cycles are my birthday.
1: Oh really? So
0: that really feels, even this that. is my, My check-in time.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, New Year's is kind of like my halfway point.
1: Yeah. I usually just use it to reflect. Yeah. And I... Yeah. I'll think... I don't even... I don't even think of New Year's as a part of the holidays, though, because it's... The feeling of it is not cozy, and I love the feeling of cozy.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're... What we would do is one of my aunties, she'd invite everyone over. She's making pozole and menudo yeah. and all that stuff. But we're sitting outside freezing. But
1: it's okay. Because <laughs> you're wearing your jackets and scarves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just like kids running around. and. That's fun. Drinking. Do you guys
1: make a fire?
0: Uh No. Yeah. Too dangerous. Oh, yeah. Um, no, but there's fireworks.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we used to definitely have like Pozole New Year's Day or Men- I hate Menudo But like, yeah, Menudo or Birria Pozole
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, On New Year's Day And go to like my grandparents' house um, We Yeah My mom would always want to watch the Rose Parade But I don't know, I just don't want to rage really anymore
0: no i've never enjoyed a new year's rager
1: oh i've definitely enjoyed some new year's ragers
0: but i don't know why i hate it actually i feel really really scared Mm. it feels like i'm gonna die in a car crash or there's a lot of like shooting in our neighborhood yeah so it's i've always been kind of scared there's a lot
1: of shooting in my neighborhood too it's really like indistinguishable oh that was a firework oh that was a gunshot oh that was a firework yeah. that was a gunshot <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah
1: that's real charming but I, I definitely I think in those really raging times in my life it's been like I'm ready <laughs> I'm going to do like a, a dip in my life in that moment and I'm if I have to die on New Year's Eve so be it <laughs> like I'm, I'm
0: kind of ready for that I will bury you June I mean January 2nd yeah
1: exactly well, can we talk for a second about food at the holidays?
0: Yeah, what are you grabbing on?
1: Um, so we here's here's a tradition in my family that is very weird, oh, and I know that we have a lot of I know what you're about to say Latinx and Chicanx and Mexican American and Mexican listeners. So you're going to probably hate this, but I don't care. <laughs> we eat tamales on Christmas. But we do a weird thing where we fry them and we eat them with ketchup. Wow. I know. I, it's embarrassing. This is like a, a, dis, a moment of disclosure for me to say this on like a recording <laughs> because it is so treacherous and blasphemous to some people that they just really can't come back from it. Like it's a, it's a massive judgment to hear that I eat tamales that way, but there's an origin story that my grandfather, who was a truck driver, um, was driving through his hometown in Texas and he was given some tamales for Christmas and then he had to leave and keep going and that he came to like a truck stop somewhere in a place that had never, never seen them before, didn't know what they were, didn't know how to prepare them And so he gave them to the cook in the truck stop and the cook was like, I don't know, and put them in the deep fryer and then put ketchup on them. And my grandfather, who had such a massive like machista temper that like if that had happened at home, he would have probably thrown his food like against the wall. But because it happened in a place where he had to mind his P's and Q's, um, he tasted it and loved it. And then when he came home, told my grandmother, this is how we're eating it from now on. And my grandma was just kind of like, did what she was told, and so then my gra- my dad and his brother grew up eating it that way, and so my dad raised us eating them that way. Wow,
0: I know. And you love it. And I love it. What I does mean, it like, tastes like fried okay.
1: masa. Come on, like give or take the ketchup, whatever. I like it. But you don't what have have
0: it. kind of filling?
1: Oh, we always get. Well, now I like queso and rajas. Yes,
0: that's. The this one. <laughs> classic,
1: or like bean and cheese. I like the mild ones. I like the chile verde. Mm-hmm. I don't eat beef, but I do like the beef ones with like the color, like the bread sauce. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then but I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a snob. I'll definitely eat like the, you know the banana leaf ones yeah. like the naka Tamales or like the mm-hmm. Salvadoran Tamales I like them but I love just the Borderland style <laughs> Borderland yeah
0: uh Third Space tamales. yeah <laughs>
1: The third space is the filling. It's not the husk. It's not the masa. It's a third space. I've seen
0: those videos of people who don't know how to eat them, like, biting into the husk. Oh, no, but I've read, I've read, like,
1: articles, like, Me or whatever articles are trying to make fun of white people about, like, and I'm like, okay, well, take me to some place where I don't know how to eat the food and watch me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, wouldn't you be sad that it's being wasted?
1: Yeah, Totally. Yeah.
0: But also, wouldn't you know, I'm not going to eat this thing.
1: I mean, yeah. There's no other time in your life when it's acceptable to eat a corn husk. So why would it be acceptable now? Because you don't
0: want to be racist. (laughs) 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 Not eat
4: the dish.
1: (laughs) Oh, that makes me sad. I remember actually the first time I ate just a regular steamed tamale. And it was like slimy and like weird it took me a while to get used to it now i love it but it's like i and i did i unknowingly would be like why isn't this fried and then people would be like the
0: fuck is wrong with you <laughs> like,
1: i don't know i grew up in a weird house um,
0: these aren't done <laughs>
1: i know these aren't done exactly Can we cook these
0: yeah what a the process for that food Just a regular one takes long to make, and then you got to fry it. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
1: start to finish is, like, days. (laughs) Do you have any other, like, rituals or traditions or anything?
0: No, I'm not into the holidays. Not that I'm not into it, I just...
1: But what about, like, one of the things you're working on is, like, a Queer for the Holidays, like,
0: stuff... Mm -hmm.
1: Have you had to do ritual or ceremony for yourself around that?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, A cool thing is there's like queer babies in my family now, Mm. my extended family. Yeah. So it's a weird, I don't know, a queer Christmas sometimes. Yeah. That's very recent.
1: Yeah, but still it's cool. Yeah. You're like an elder. (laughs) Getting there.
0: Got ex-willing. But
1: I mean, like, you... Are you the first person in your family to, to express themselves as queer?
0: I would say to this degree, yes. Yeah.
1: So, like, you had to do a lot of things first for those babies to, like... Yeah. Be comfortable being
0: themselves. Yeah, so, you know, my sister has a baby. It'll be the baby's first Christmas. Oh, so I think right. now it will get fun.
1: Yeah. And,
0: like, have yeah. some orientation, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um,
1: How old will the baby be by Christmas time? Nine months. Okay, so still not walking or anything. No, oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: maybe. I don't He's know. trying.
1: I don't actually know about baby's de- development. So <laughs> Me if you're like, yeah, they start at six months, I'd be like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, he
0: okay. made he made it all of the this year. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's um. He's starting baby his PhD program. Oh no! <laughs>
0: Cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, other rituals I do do, 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 do. Um, I'm very, I guess I don't realize it, but I'm very like earth oriented. Mm. So I do make a lot of offerings to the earth. And I do have a small section on my main altar that is like family departed ones. Mm. And I will like get roses and stuff for them around mm. this time of year.
1: Mm. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have anything that I do. I think I had to... Like, I don't have anything that's metaphysical or spiritual. But practicing... Like, I have a natural inclination, natural pull to just get deep into the holiday season. Yeah. And allowing myself to do that is, I think, ritual or ceremonial for me. Because it is a connection to, like, what feels good... To my family, to keeping things alive that don't really have a practical purpose, but they have, like, a traditional purpose. And so, like, I made a decision last year. Well, last year was really tough because I was in my first quarter of finals Mm -hmm. in my Ph.D. program. But I made a decision that, like, in the month of December, I'm going to do something every day that
0: feels (laughs) Christmassy,
1: even if I had to go by myself and do it. Yeah. So whether it's... What did you do? I didn't do anything because I was reading and writing and vending. So I didn't end up doing anything. We actually have one of those skinny Christmas trees my mom gave us, Mm -hmm. and I didn't pull it out. I didn't do anything, and I had to, like, be okay with, like... Okay, I didn't do nothing because I'm depressed. I didn't do anything because I just didn't have the time. Yeah. So I'm going to try really hard to make the time. Even if it just involves watching Love Actually and making cookies, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I was
0: going to say, let's make cookies. Yeah,
1: I love that. I love... Just even, like... And I, I think it... A big, big realization for me was that the holidays are not important because of like buying things which I really thought was the case when I was a kid
0: yeah it
1: really is about the spirit of Christmas Mm -hmm. which sounds so trite but now that I understand the agential reality of the world Uh... and I understand that there is a spirit that comes in there's like a whole like if
0: you put it into like a bigger context like this is, like, the darker time of the year. So it does have... It's really important to have that bright moment. Yes, yeah. Like, extended bright moment. Yes. And celebration just because.
1: And the year... And it's, like, the year has been so hard, and so allow us Mm -hmm. for this time to be comforted and cozy and warm and clean and, you know, safe. And that is the... Yeah. That is the spirit that I want to embody. And I know, like, it's so... Watered down in mainstream culture, that we don't really think of it in that same way that we might talk about, like, oh, the the you know, when I made this altar for Archangel Michael, his spirit came, or like he came.
0: Mm-hmm. We don't think of Christmas that way, As but I spirit. think that's
1: really what we're doing. Yeah, is inviting all of that in, and so even if I have to do it by myself, it's my own process. Like, I just can't let it die. I just can't let it.
0: Yeah, die. you know that. I don't know why, but it made me think of, like, the importance of gift-giving yeah. in my, for my family during this time of year, because they have so much love for each other, but they, ha- do n- they don't create a lot of moments to express that, so yeah. they really seize the moment with, with their gifts, gifts. Yeah. and there's, like, you know, cards and stuff, yeah. and they... It, I. Like, thinking about it, it's really important to them.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. Um,
0: so, actually, one thing that I do now is I'll give each person, like, something small, but very symbolic. Yeah. Like, one year I gave everyone mirrors, these uh-huh. little gold mirrors and, like, uh-huh. hearts and stuff. And, like, wrote little passages or letters about how beautiful of a light they are in my life. I love that. Or one time I gave them like little crystal hearts or just small things, but I know they really appreciate it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love that. I love giving and receiving gifts. I love it. (laughs) I mean like, and I love, I just love it. And, and it's, I realize the difference is it's not from, I don't want to give or receive gifts in order to fill up a hole of, like, where love should be,
0: Hmm.
1: I want to, like, frost the cake with it. Yeah. Like, we're whole already, and we don't even need these things.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, my family's trying to fill the hole.
1: I know. Well, (laughs) we always have been, and that's, like, what (laughs) capitalism does to us. Yes. But, like, since I've gone through this transition where I'm like, I'm going to do this whether you guys like it or not. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a gift whether it makes you upset or not. <laughs> like frost I'm just gonna... these cakes. Exactly. Because if I don't do it, it will just die.
0: Yeah. And then
1: no one will do it. And then that... Mm. Like then where are we at? If we don't do anything, then where are we at? It
0: just There's Nothing to look forward to. I
1: know. So we want to share with you... <laughs> some of the people that we work with and and some of their offerings that they have for you um for this holiday season and i think i hope that whether or not the holidays are really challenging for you or whether you're like me and you just dig like your martha stewart deep in it um i I hope that everyone can find a time to like allow the spirit to come within i guess like yeah and not the spirit of like christianity or gift giving or buying or capitalism but like really it's like like the i think it's the dutch have the word hygge h y g g e mm-hmm. and it is the embodiment of all things cozy and warm and safe and comforting and you know I love that. Like, you know, a warm knitted blanket and yeah. a cup of cocoa. That feeling.
0: The thing, yes, comfort. Yeah. I will suggest if you're trying to, what really sets Christmas off for my mother is that cleaning ritual, decorating and she will listen to the Temptations' Christmas album. Mm. That shit is so gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Like. Totally. Oh my god. Yeah. Listen to it, and from there, dig into R and B Christmas because it's yeah just some other type. We go
1: in a different new wave direction for Christmas. Really? Oh yeah. Like simply having a wonderful Christmas time. By oh, that's cute. Paul McCartney. Um, the waitresses. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas! I
0: cannot with that song. I love that
1: song.
0: I worked at a bakery and there's like a remix of that yeah. that's like higher pitch. Oh, and
1: if you play it too I, much, it's it gonna... would come on
0: every day, like three times a day yeah, during no. my shift. They
1: do that, and I don't I know like, why no,
0: not. We would, I would be so tortured that whole time.
1: My ultimate favorite though is "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas." There's a line in there where she says, uh, through the years, we all will be together. If the fates allow until then we'll have to muddle through somehow. And it just like, ah, <laughs> uh, it really is that embodiment of being together and being comforted and being, I don't know. So this is not to push the dogma of Christmas on you, but I hope that you can have a moment of comfort and warmth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Can I make another suggestion? Yeah. An uh, album? Yeah. So there's Temptation Christmas, but also Dolly Parton Christmas album. Oh, yeah. That is the ultimate, yeah. cutest Christmas moment yeah. for me.
1: Oh, and also... I don't want a <laughs> want for Christmas. Christmas. Listen to what we just turned into. <laughs> Alright, are we ready to hand it over? (laughs) Yes. Okay, so you're going to hear from Richard.
0: Richard. Tina. Tina. Jenny. Jenny, Julian. Anna. Anna. And that's it. And that's all.
1: Yeah, that's it. Um, I just also want to say that I love, love, love you all. And if this is a really difficult time for you all, um, I know and I believe that this new year is going to open so many doors. Mm -hmm. So even if you have been stuck, it's not permanent. So I want us to just keep that, hold that, that this is not permanent. Um, This time next year, you may be in a totally different place, in a totally wonderful, beautiful place. And to just really hold on to that.
0: Yeah. And it can happen fast.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Be unattached to the timeline. And of course, let this be a resource for you. Stay close.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Reach out. And we're going to hand it over to our Mostly Angels friends.
3: All right, y'all. Take care.
1: Bye. Bye.
3: Hi, everyone. My name is Richard Contreras. I'm one of the readers here at Mostly Angels. So I do a few different things here. I mostly read tarot, but I do astrology. I work a lot with curanderismo, so doing a lot of stuff like cleansings and um, energetic work um, within that stuff. So herbs and candles and all that good stuff, right? Um, so yeah, so I, I mostly read here on Sundays, but I have some other days that I may be reading this um, holiday season. and uh, And yeah, but I wanted to share with, um, with all of you, the a, a kind of a little bit of a tarot tradition that I have that I do at the beginning of the year. Some people um, see this as something you do during your at, like at your birthday, which is like your solar return, right? Um, but I have always liked to do this at the beginning of the year, um, and I know a lot of people that do that too. So it's it's I don't know. It kind of gets into that spirit of the coming year and everything else. But so that is to find uh, the card for the year that pertains to you. Um, so within the tarot, you have 22 major arcana, which are like the big um, cards, the cards that speak to big things about life, and um, they're archetypal cards. So um, so yeah, and there's a way to calculate that. So what you end up doing is you take the, numer- the, the number of your birth month, so let's say May is 5, and then you take the number of the day you were born, so let's say you were born on the 13th, and then you add that up, and you'll come to a number and then you're gonna take that and add that to the number the number value of the year. So let's say this coming year is 2020. So then you're gonna add that all together and you're gonna come to a number and break it down. Similar to how you do in, in numerology. You're gonna break it down till you get to a number between one and 22. Um, so for instance, let's say like 2020, you're gonna add two plus two is gonna come to four and that's the number for the year, right? So you're gonna do that and add all those other things together. And, um, and then you're going to basically take that to one of the cards that uh, is in the tarot, in the Major Arcana. And since the Fool is, the, is number zero in the tarot, in this way of doing it, number 22 is the Fool. So let's say you get, like, this year, like, for instance, if, if for you it's the Magician, and you're in a Magician year. Well, then within this year, you're in a place where, um, you know, this is really about manifesting and creating the things that you want to create about... Um, using the tools that are in front of you to um, and using the resources that are available to you to create the life that you want. Or let's say you're in an empress year. It's a year of um, being just fully uh, immersed in joy and in being unapologetic about who you are and all sorts of stuff. So, Um, one of the things I've loved about this is that the Major Arcana, and like with most things, um, there's such a cool spectrum, there's a full spectrum of um, what's in there, so there's so much to learn and so much to reflect on throughout the year, so I hope that's something for for any of you that that it feels right to you that you find something good in it Um, but anyway, yeah, come see us at Mostly Angels, Um, like I said, I'm here on Sundays and I do tons of classes and stuff, so yeah have a good one
5: Hey everyone, this is Julian from Mostly Angels LA, and I'm a Five Elements of Mind and Akashic Records practitioner. This holiday season, I wanted to share with you a practice that I use to reclaim safe space for myself, to get me centered, to get me calm, because I know during this holiday season, we have obligations, parties, things that we need to tend to, but sometimes we forget that we need to sit and be with ourselves and to clear our energy, but also just to take a moment to breathe. And this is one way that I use to capture that moment and reclaim the space and the time as my own. So if you're ready, I just want you to close your eyes. I want you to take a deep breath in. Hold and exhale into your lower belly. And with your awareness in your lower belly, I want you to become aware of this cube that you're sitting in. This is your cube. This is your space. And I want you to touch with your awareness every wall of this cube and infuse each wall with safety, with protection, with love and courage. Anything that you need And then once you touched every single wall, we're going to filter through this cube, removing any impurities, anything that's not yours, any negative thoughts, anything that you've taken on that's not yours to take on this holiday season. And how we're going to do that is by taking the right wall and with our mind and our awareness, we're going to move that wall, the right wall, all the way through this cube, all the way to the left side, filtering through and reclaiming all the way to the left. And then I want you to take the left wall and move it all the way to the right, combing, filtering, moving through. You could think of it as a screen that's just picking up any gunk And once you reach the right side, I want you to bring your awareness to the floor of this cube and you're moving that floor up into the ceiling and then moving the ceiling all the way down to the floor. And once you hit the floor, I want you to go from the back wall all the way to the front filtering Clearing, cleansing, and from the front wall all the way to the back. And then once you've done this, you could sit in it as long as you want, depending on how much time you have. Maybe it's a minute, maybe it's two minutes. The other thing is once you created this cube, you could always reinforce it and that could take maybe two seconds of you just remembering it and bringing it with you. So when you go into these other spaces um, that might be either anxiety inducing or um, making you a little uneasy, Um, I want you to just reinforce this cube. Um, It's something that was very helpful for me. And also, if there are maybe things that you feel obligated to, really check in with yourself and see if you really need to go, because sometimes you don't have to do everything and you can only do as much as you can. So I just want you to know that whatever you're doing this holiday season, know you just have to show up as yourself um, and be yourself. So I'm really excited for the holidays. I'm really excited for 2020. Um, I hope it's as prosperous and joyous for you as I'm hoping it is for me. Um, once again, my name is Julian, and you can find me on Instagram at Sambrano, S-A-M-B-R-A-N-O, or book me at MostlyAngelsLA.com. All right, happy holidays, everyone.
4: Hi, this is Tina Lynch. Um, Happy to connect with you from Mostly Angels, LA. And I offer breathwork meditation classes, private sessions, Lenormand readings, and Akashic Record readings. Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit today about breathwork meditation. The benefits uh, for me have been so many, and I find that with the holidays approaching, um, getting grounded, um, re- having, having a space to relieve, a practice to relieve your stress during the holidays is super, super important, taking care of yourself. A lot of us are going to see family we haven't seen in a while, or friends that we haven't seen in a while, and Um, there's a whole other set of emotions that can come up um, around the holidays and missing people that we've lost etc etc so um, I want to take you through what a breathwork session is something that you can do on your own uh, taking just five to seven minutes a day to do some breathwork um, could be highly beneficial for your health and your emotional state over the next um, the holiday season okay so you want to lie on your back you want to put some music on Uh, I would say pick two or three songs that's kind of that'll kind of get you to about maybe seven minutes and you're going to start breathing you're going to breathe through your mouth only lying on your back close your eyes be in a really quiet safe space and then turn the music up and you're gonna do a three part breath. So it's a two part inhale, one part exhale, and you're gonna continue for the duration of the music. So it's gonna sound like this. You can go as fast or as slow as you need to um this is going to definitely shift your mind out of your out of your head into your body it's going to clear some blocked energy it's going to get you feeling really good it's going to oxygenate your entire body it's going to give you energy and it's going to relieve a whole lot of stress um in a really short amount of time so have a beautiful holiday season i hope this practice um, helps you And if you'd like to reach out and connect with me or book a session with me, you can reach me here at the shop at MostlyAngelsLA.com, call the shop directly. My Instagram is Tina.LifeRuby. You can send me a message there um, or you can email me at Tina.LifeRuby at (laughs) gmail.com.
2: What's up, everyone? I'm Jenny Voley. I am a poet, actor, and multifaceted artist. I am also a certified Reiki practitioner, intuitive tarot reader here at Mostly Angels LA. I also work at the front desk, so if you ever have any questions and you want to come by the shop, say hello. And for all y'all who love astrology and want to know, I am a Pisces. And in honor of We Are Power Crystals, I want to share a poem that I feel embodies the energy of rose quartz, the energy of unconditional love, and the energy that I feel is really needed at this time. It's a poem that my friend Cheyenne who's also known as SG, the impeccable MC, had shared with me. It's a poem by Hafez, a Sufi mystic, a Persian poet, and it goes like this. It happens all the time in heaven, and someday it will begin to happen again on earth, that men and women who are married And men and men who are lovers and women and women who give each other light often will get down on their knees and while so tenderly holding their lover's hand with tears in their eyes will sincerely speak saying, my dear how can I be more loving to you how can I be more kind I feel that this poem when I read it over and over again it's almost a wish that I have for this planet that is going through an incredible transformation And I feel that oftentimes we forget what it means to love when we are confronted by our own shadows and our own traumas and our pain. And sometimes we have this desire to fight fire with fire when it's actually just taking a step back and collecting ourselves and being more like water, especially when we feel like everything is burning around us. And to embody that energy of rose quartz and taking a breath and asking the ones we love Or even asking ourselves. How can I be more loving. To myself. And how can I be more kind. To myself. And I just want to leave you with that thought. Especially when. Especially when the whole world feels like it's on our shoulders. So. If ever there's a moment this holiday season when someone is coming at you, (laughs) just remember that we can only give what we have. We can only give what we have. And if you're interested in connecting with me, you could find me on Instagram at J, the number eight, N-N-I-I. Thank you so much, Leah and Jason, for having us on your show. I love y'all.
6: Hi, my name is Anna Estella Lloyd, and I'm part of the Mostly Angels LA crew. Uh, Some of the things I do at Mostly Angels L.A. are uh, I'm an Akashic Records reader as well as an Akatawa healer. But I'm also a poet and a writer. Um, So I've been having a really, really hard question in answering what traditions am I a part of or what traditions do I do during the holidays? And and for me... um, kind of put me face to face with how are my beliefs on traditions still colonized how am I still um, very attached to these ideas that uh, traditions only have to look a certain way Uh, because the first thing that came to mind was well during Christmas Christmas Eve people go caroling people you know gather around the tree and they like Kiss under the mistletoe and they make mold wine and they do all these things. And then I realized my family does none of that. My family, you know, will overeat, will make tons of tamales and people will get drunk and everybody looks nice to be hanging out in the living room. And then at midnight, we open all our gifts. So. It was this moment of what is your traditions, what are your traditions, um, what's something that you do every year. And then it was this realization that um, the women in my family have a tradition. Uh, it's, it's like an unspoken tradition, something that we've never really paid attention to, but we do it every year. Um, so every year on Christmas Eve, my mother will get ready to make tamales and make all kinds of different foods. And what happens is whatever woman is in the house, either like if it's me and my sisters or my aunt or the neighbors, we'll all go to the kitchen and we'll sit around the table and we'll sit there and talk with my mom as she's making this food. And sometimes these stories um, begin, well, this is what our childhood was like back home. This is what um, we used to do for fun this is, you know, this is the story of how I crossed the border, or this is the story of what L.A. first looked like. Um, so it'd be, it's these these moments of hearing stories and the narrative of, of being a woman and what it means to be a woman and the power it takes to be a woman. And then unknowingly it's not just a kitchen anymore it's it's a healing circle it's a what feels like a a therapeutic gathering of women of understanding each other of understanding the the struggles and then the younger generation which i feel is my sisters and i understanding how hard the older generations had it and how it is now our turn to take that away, you know, that pain away and to say, hey, we're not going to go through that. We're not going to struggle through that. We're going to, you know, stop that that struggle here and we're all going to move forward because we're all one. And it becomes this beautiful moment of realization for me because I realize this is a tradition. This is, this is how... I decolonize this idea of tradition because it's not the norm you know it's well it's the norm in in our kind of households so it becomes this thing of I want to I want to continue this with you know if I have a daughter I want to continue it with her if I you know, have friends and I have my own kitchen and I cook food. I want to continue this narrative of this is the new tradition. This is the new way of holding space for each other. And I hope that some of you see the traditions that are not the norm tradition. You know, I hope that some of you realize that hanging out in the living room till midnight is a tradition you know cracking jokes at your cousin's expense is a tradition um I really hope this helps and I thank you kindly for your time